hello. Hi. Oh, no, now I'm all snotty. Yeah. Oh, it's just a snot fest. <sighs> super snotty. Welcome back to a very super snotty episode of Goose Chase. Yeah, it's really exciting that we're both so snotty. And <clears throat> also, the first episode we're using new equipment. Yeah. I so think... you could just hear it in all of our mucusy glory. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you didn't if you didn't know how mucusy we sounded before, you were missing out. Oh man. It's like you're in our sinus passages. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew. Where else would you want to be? I, I don't want to be I don't want to be there. I don't even want to be inside my own mucus membranes and stuff. Too bad. You're there. Living it. Soaking it all in. Mm. I'm really liking this. Yeah. The sound. We have like a monitor now and can hear ourselves. It just just occurred to me your microphone isn't quite facing you. Oh, no. It's a little bit. It's a little whip. A little bit wobbly. I guess it is. It's like the right direction. It's like pretty close. I mean, it sounded fine. That's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Okay. All right. Do you feel better? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, it is January tenth, two thousand and eighteen. That's correct. Um, we are doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> and by this, uh-huh. we mean um this delightful podcast where we research things that we want to know more about or you want to know more about. And we report back to you. Yes. And we also have some other segments that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do the news. Mm-hmm. Going to do the news. Uh, which is like um, two truths and a lie, except it's one truth and two lies. Mm-hmm. Our very clunky description that we use every time. <laughs> um, and this time, so we're switching it up if you've been listening. Uh, what we were doing was that the person who does the main research was also doing the news quiz and we didn't actually ever really intend for it to be that way yeah right it just sort of it just sort of it happened just, that way. It, it happened because of things yeah and um so now we're switching to the way we wanted it to be which is the person who has an off week and is not doing the research is doing the news quiz yeah and a little bit of middle segment and then the other person does the research yeah and it gives us a little bit of a break and it means the amount of talking is a little more evened out yeah sure um so what else is going on in the world we gotta have something to open up with here we gotta have something something has been happening right (laughs) something has happened something has happened um i feel like i was going to say something (laughs) <laughs> about that like i feel like i was earlier i was like oh that's something we could talk about totally gone yeah i don't know it's like it's hard to have anything to talk about we're you know we're in the dead of winter experiencing a weird kind of heat wave but yeah. get like yeah. two feet of snow or something crazy in the next couple of days yeah um i'm gonna stay here over the weekend so i don't have to i normally park in the street if i'm at my house mm-hmm. so so I don't have to park in the street and because I won't be allowed to, most likely. The Taco Bell dollar stacker is here, so everyone can just settle down. Oh, just rest assured. I get that dollar stacker. I gotta say, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's I, all right. Pretty good. Now, to contrast to that, 
the new McDonald's classic chicken sandwich, not that good. Not so good. Don't buy it. I don't trust McDonald's chicken. Here's the thing. The chicken's great. It's the best part of it. But it's boring. There's like a little teeny little smidge of sauce on there Mm-mm. and a couple of haphazard pickles. Nope. And they put it on uneven. And it ugh, it's, it was disappointing. It's $3. One time when I was like nine, I ate a chicken nugget from McDonald's and got a weird bit. Yeah. Nope. Don't trust them you ever like again. Little chewy bits. You like a chew cartilagey bit yeah. or something. Nah, I can't grisly. do that. I'm a texture person, and then, like, I've hated their chicken ever since I was nine. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it freaks me out. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't recommend that. Don't recommend, I mean, really what I would say is Taco Bell. Knowing their audience. Just eat nothing but Taco Bell. Just eat that. Just, that's our recommendation <laughs> from a very um, nutritional standpoint. Yep. I see this as good advice. Oh, yeah. That's what I would recommend you do. Just eat Taco Bell all day long. nothing but Taco Bell. I will say, I'm a little bit peevish at Taco Bell right now. Peevish? I'm peevish. Oh, no. I'm peeved. I'm real real peeved. You're peeved off? (laughs) You're a little peeved off? (laughs) Oh, do you want to talk about it? I do. I spent many hours the other night on the Taco Bell subreddit. Because... I thought you were going to say on Taco Bell's website, and I was going to say there's no reason for that. Yeah. What are you doing, buddy? Just just go get it. Just go get it. Um, I I was uh, the subreddit had indicated. Well, here's the here's what happened. They they have this new Bell Illuminati ad campaign, right? What the Bell Illuminati? Oh, I guess I did see something about that. Right. I just immediately thought it was stupid and moved on and oh. didn't look into it. It is. Stupid, but it's also kind of whatever. I don't know. It's fine. Okay, what's a Bell Illuminati, and why should I devour <laughs> the it? Bell, the Bell Illuminati, as far as I can tell, are the overlords in charge of the dollar stacker. Okay. Something to do with the pyramid on the dollar bill and the triangular shape of the dollar stacker being the same has something to do with each other. Okay. I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. What What happened was they put up a page on their website. For free merch. It was like a merch contest. Okay. And they had already done this before. They had, for the first, I don't know how many people who figured out that if you put any dollar bill serial code into the website, you got you got free merchandise. Which was okay. kind of cool, right? All right. Then they locked that down. And they had a new password on the page. And they said, to find the answers you seek, go to Reddit. And it's like, what does that okay. mean? Yeah, that like Reddit is a big site. There's a lot of stuff going on there. It's a big place. It's a pretty big place. So some of it's terrifying. Right. Um <laughs> I would not recommend going to all of it. Uh but so I'm, 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 there was like a password hidden somewhere. I spent hours on the Taco Bell subreddit. Oh, Dave. I'm looking around, I'm going there's got to be a secret here. What kind of merch were you hoping to get from Maybe Taco a Bell? hat. You don't even wear hats. You wear one hat, and yeah. I think it's ten years old. It probably is. The, I listen. I don't. I didn't know what I was gonna. I just wanted it. And here's All the right. thing: hours after I went to bed, they dropped the code on the Taco Bell subreddit. Oh, seriously? Yes. A so user, they advertised it on their Taco Bell website before it, actually putting it on yes. Reddit. Because they hate everyone. And then on this on Reddit, they posted the code, and it was, the truth shall make you free. And if you entered that in the text box, you got more free merch. 
but I was already in, in asleep, having exhausted myself trying to crack the Taco Bell subreddit. <laughs> oh, poor sleepy Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Poor me. Reading every Reddit article possible on the Taco Bell subreddit. I All the Taco Bell subreddit ever is is people going, man, do you remember the blank? Man, wasn't that the best? <clears throat> yeah, right there. I'm just so mucusy. <laughs> <laughs> so I have like, it's I it's probably allergies or something, but yeah. I can't take much allergy medication because I'm broken. So yeah. I, yeah. I can't take a Claritin because it doesn't work. And I can't take Zyrtec because I'm allergic to it and it makes me itchy. Yeah. Which is stupid. Yeah, it's it's an allergy medication. It's not fair. No, it's not. I told uh, that to my boss today and he, he laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Aww. think he believed me. Aww. I was like, no, I was I was itchy and I stopped taking it and the itching remained for like a solid week and a half. That I had sucks. to take Benadryl to deal with the itchiness from the other allergy medication. That sucks. So then I gave up. I'm not buying Allegra. I'm not wasting more money on more allergy medication I won't use. Yeah. So now I suffer with seasonal allergies on occasion. And I think that's what's going on because it's worse at night and worse in the morning, and then I'm fine in the middle of the day. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> this is fascinating. Yeah, this is a great conversation. Well, do you want to talk more about Taco Bell? Because um, man, I got hours on it. I don't think that's any better. I'm sorry. Say again. I don't think that's any better. I can't quite hear you. I'm sorry. I don't think that's any better. <laughs> I don't know why my response was to do an accent, but that's my response. I don't think that's any better. <laughs> I didn't want to yell. Oh man, having these new microphones <laughs> and the nice the the headphones means it's, it's really a lot easier nice. to do silly voices. It's really nice. I don't think that's any better. <laughs> I don't think that's any better. I don't think that's okay. any better. Okay, <laughs> they got it. <laughs> I don't think that's any better. <laughs> Creepy. Um, well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's time possibly for the news? Maybe we do the news. I swear there was something else I wanted to talk about. No, I don't remember. Uh, we'll come back to it later. Let's do nah. the news. All right. All right. All right. Are you ready? Oh, yes. It is time. First headline. I lost it. Now I have to burp. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Professionals. <laughs> okay. No one's paying us for this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's true. There's like five people that listen. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no one gives a shit. All right, first headline. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift speaks out in support of Paul Logan. Everyone makes mistakes, and we can choose to give them a second chance. Okay. Second headline. Woman arrested for training squirrels to attack boyfriend. All right. Third headline. <laughs> Yeah, just keep them coming. <laughs> Man trying to kill spider sets apartment on fire. Tenants forced to move out. Oh, man. All right. So let's do... I'll run through them one more time. Okay. Taylor Swift speaks out in support of Paul Logan. Everyone makes mistakes, and we could choose to give them a second chance. Okay. Woman arrested for training squirrels to attack boyfriend. Man trying to kill spider sets apartment on fire. Tenants forced to move out. Oh, man. I feel like I should just go with my gut on this one. All right. Like, I feel like I shouldn't just sit here and deliberate. Here's the thing. His name's Logan Paul. 
not Paul Logan. So I'm calling I'm calling fishy on that. Squirrels. Final answer. You are wrong. No. Wait. Oh no, that's not what I. Oh no. What did you mean? <laughs> I I meant probably spiders. I meant sp- spiders, but I. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> This has never happened before. Sorry, I'm like losing my mind here. So you you meant to say that the spider one is real. The spider one seems real. Okay. Spider one seems like a thing that also, could totally I'm happen. I'm really mad that I accidentally wrote his name as Paul Logan instead of Logan Paul. Ah, so I did bust you there. Yeah, busting makes us feel good. Yeah, busting makes me feel good. What can I say? Um, yes, that was false, and the spider one is correct. I kind of, I fucked up anyway. I fucked up it's anyway. It's okay, I'll give it to you, because you, you meant it. I wouldn't, I'd give me less than a half a point on that. Okay, we'll give you half a point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Taylor Swift one, though, was a rumor that was going around, but she didn't actually say anything about Logan Paul. Oh, really? I can't believe I wrote Paul Logan. I'm so annoyed at myself. <sighs> Sorry, I was sitting there going, do I say something about this, or do no, I just no. roll with it? No, it's fine. Yeah. Um... The woman arrested for training squirrels has, has gone around and around and around. I found it on Snopes. Uh, um, but the real one is, in fact, this spider? Yeah. A guy was trying to kill a spider with, like, a butane torch. <laughs> and the spider caught fire but didn't immediately die. It then ran onto his bed and caught the bed on fire. Um, I think everyone was safe. Everyone got out. But... They had to, like, move out of the apartments. They were completely demolished. Wait, so the, the spider, while still on fire, skittered went on into over, his bed? Skittered on over to, like, the bed. I don't know where the spider originally was, but he... Let me... I'm trying to find the... um. Well, didn't the didn't old lady swallow here. a fly and then a spider to eat why. the fly? She swallowed a fly. Yeah. And the, it rickled and tickled inside her, I think, mm-hmm. the spider. So that's probably, that's probably that old lady spider. Yeah, she probably died. I guess she'll die. I guess she'll die. <laughs> Isn't that the bleakest Isn't ride that? ever? Yeah. I like, guess, I guess she'll, she'll die. die. Anyway. It's very nonchalant. <laughs> yeah, right. And also, they were saying she might die when she swallowed the fly. Yeah, which, like, I've probably swallowed a lot of flies. Oh, yeah. I know I've probably eaten a fly here and there. And they're delicious. You leave open a, a plate of something at a barbecue, you're going to get a fly. Yeah. And also, if you, like, grab a fly and put it in your mouth, you, you eat a fly that way, too. Yeah, sure, you could just, just <laughs> eat a fly. Man, I remember a kid actually eating flies off the windowsill in high school. I don't like that. Nope. Why Me was he either. doing that? I I think there was something wrong with him. He did he was he looking for attention? No, I don't. I there don't know. There was just something else going. There's on. something going on with the kid. I don't know what was going on with him, but I, I remember him eating flies. You know what? What probably happened is someone dared him to do it, and he just wasn't mm-hmm. capable enough in the head to not do that. I knew that's someone, actually kind of sad. I knew someone in high school who ate an entire. Or attempted to eat an entire pound of Velveeta cheese. Oh, no. I remember this because I was around when it happened. Um, I remembered his face going down and puke just spreading on the table. it was just cheese food. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know. I wasn't there. I wasn't in that lunch period, but I heard about it later. You know what? I saw this. I had a crush on that guy. Yeah. That's who I know. That's who I'm into. Can I tell you something? You've told me that more than once. <laughs> yeah. We've had this exact conversation like four I, times. I think it's a really like it's all you have to know to understand me as a person. <laughs> You it's, have everything you need right there. It's super revelatory. Yeah, just, that's that's who I wanted. I had a crush on the also, kid who tried to eat a brick of Velveeta. Yeah, also he was not into me. Oh, <laughs> but he was pretty into cheese. He was pretty into cheese. I can't blame him for that. I'm pretty into cheese, too. Cheese in air quotes. Cheese. Che- cheese uh, foodstuffs. Mm-hmm. Foodstuffs. Foodstuffs. <laughs> foodstuffs. Footsteps. Footsteps. <laughs> right, I'm right. trying to get to this article to get more details. Foodie it's only really taking me like port. 20 minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> Spider set ablaze causes apartment fire in Reading. I like the phrasing of that. Yeah. Ablaze. Blaze it. Blaze it. Blaze it. 420. Blaze it. So, um, someone told the paper that a resident used a torch-style lighter to try and kill the arachnid. Hmm. After spotting it in an upstairs bedroom, the flame didn't kill the spider instantly. However, the burning arachnid, I like that they keep using the word arachnid. Yeah, it's nice. Reportedly ran onto a mattress, setting it on fire. He said the fire also spread to the drapes and a flag collection. Okay. A flag collection? Yes. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. He's going to have to start collecting them all over again. You know, for a thing you're not supposed to burn, flags are pretty flammable. They're pretty flammable. They should stop making them out of whatever they're making them out of now. Why weren't they ever made out of pure asbestos? That's a good question. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why I'm here. Why aren't all our flags made out of asbestos? Mm -hmm. I'm here to ask the hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) And to get the facts because someone has to. God damn it. (laughs) You know, I would totally watch you in like a grizzled cop drama doing that thing. That's really funny because today at work I made a really random joke. Oh, God. My boss said something and I I was in a goofy mood. I just looked at him. I'm like, that's it. You're thrown off the force. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my coworkers walks over and goes, what? And I'm like, oh, you've just entered this weird fantasy I'm acting out in my head where I'm the captain and our boss is on the force and I just threw him off. Yeah, you're the chief of police. And her response was, are we in Star Wars? (laughs) So that was my day. Leave your price gun and badge on my desk. You're off the force. But yeah, I'm like, no, it's like more of a buddy cop movie. But yeah, 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 I would watch me in a rugged (laughs) Cop drama. <sighs> Chiefy fire report. Yes. Detective off of my force port. Mm, uh, you can do better. <sighs> Squinty grumpy chief. I like it. All right. I'm going to legally change my name to it. <laughs> well, as long as we're in agreement on that. <clears throat> so. All in a day's work. Middle segment. Middle segment. Hit me. I think I remember you talking about wanting to talk about this, and I am so excited. It kind of fits into our um, theme of the episode of me as some kind of grizzled 
uh, law enforcement officer. Yeah. Because this this is a story, a riveting story. It actually is riveting. About, it's about rivets. <laughs> it's about rivets um, and how I like to rivet. <laughs> rivet, rivet. I like to rivet. I like to rivet, rivet. Everyone knows that about you. That's one of your hobbies. Yeah. Just talking about rivets all day long. Just riveting around. No. 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 Um, it's a riveting tale about debt collection. Mm. And the hero that we might not deserve, but we did need. I Maybe like we this. need him and deserve him. Yeah, we. Both, I don't. We, I think we both needed him, and uh, we definitely need him. We maybe probably we don't, don't deserve, deserve him. him. We don't deserve, but him. we do need him, and we do want him. <clears throat> yes. So <laughs> let me get to the article. Now that we've got that squared away, <laughs> if you guys want to follow along in your syllabus, mm-hmm. you can find this article at uh, Bloomberg Business Week. The name of the article is "Millions Are Hounded for Debt They Don't Owe." One victim fought back with a vengeance. The the tagline to this article is Andrew Therian wanted payback. He got it and uncovered a conspiracy. Ooh, the byline is Zeke Fox, F A U X. It's a good name. F A U X? F A U X. Is it foe? Might be foe. Zach Foe? Zeke Foe? Zeke Foe? Eh, whatever. It's Zach, one of those. Zeke Zeke. Full. 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 Anyway. And it doesn't matter. Basically, the way this story starts out is Andrew Therian, which is a good name. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> good, strong name. Uh, he, he works for a promotions company. So he, he sets up promotions for people. He has done sales jobs before. He's used to talking to people, especially on the phone. He builds a good rapport with people. Okay. And this is something to know about him. Like, that's just, he's really good at that thing. Yeah. So, he and he works from home most of the time. He's working from home, and he gets a call uh, telling him, basically it's a debt collector, saying he owes money. Right. And trying to collect it. Now, if you've ever been in collections, these these calls are terrifying to get. And they're really intimidating. Yeah. And use high-pressure sales tactics. And sometimes illegal tactics. Like harassment. Uh, calling you all the time. Calling you during non-business hours. Uh, calling your family members. Sometimes they'll make threats. Yeah. That's exactly what started to happen to Andrew Therian. So they call him and say he owes a debt. And he says, I do not owe a debt. I don't have anything in collections. I don't owe you any money. Yeah. They had also called his wife and left a phone number with her where he could contact them back. Um, So he starts, he has a conversation with the person. Um. Basically, he was interrupted by his wife saying she got in a voicemail from a man saying that, you know, he he needs to, he needed information so he can give a formal claim. He wanted their address so he could send a formal claim about this debt yeah. to Andrew. Uh, then Therian's phone rang, and it's the same guy who says his name is Charles Cartwright, Cartwright 
and that Therian owes $700 on a payday loan. Therian doesn't owe anyone anything. He's suspecting it's a scam. Uh, he tells the guy what he thinks of his scare tactics. Uh, the guy hangs up and then calls him back angry and tells Therian he wants to meet face-to-face -face and he wants to teach him a lesson. He basically threatens to rape Therian's wife at this point. Tells him he's going to come to his home and asks him if his wife is there and threatens to rape his wife. Holy shit. Now, I've dealt with calls from collections. I've never had anything that insane. <clears throat> yeah, they usually don't include a rape threat because that's yeah. like pretty fucking serious. And most people would never, ever say something like that. Yeah, so he... Um, for $700. For 700 bucks. So he's obviously upset by this. And whereas some people would, I don't know, there's any number of actions you could try to take or any number of things you could decide to do. Yeah. Um, he kind of becomes concerned. He's like, maybe it's not just a straight up scam, but I don't owe anyone money. So he, he goes down the rabbit hole and he starts looking into this stuff really hardcore. Yeah. Uh, only thing he could think of is that one time years ago, he did get a payday loan. Okay. He paid it back in full. Like, he, he paid back his debt. So there's nothing outstanding, but one time he did get a payday loan. Okay. So he thinks maybe it could have something to do with that. But he starts doing research. Um, he didn't have anything to take to the police, so he didn't feel like that was an option. But... This Cartwright guy had left a phone number with his wife on his wife's voicemail. So he called the number. Um, he basically, he, he follows this chain of evidence, everything he can find. He finds a guy named Joel Tucker. Um, <clears throat> basically finds out everything leads back to this dude called Joel Tucker. And okay. he, he does think, he basically harasses the people who were harassing him. This is he, this is why I refer to him as the John Wick of personal finance. Yes. He. <laughs> he shouldn't have killed his dog. <laughs> he shouldn't have threatened to rape his wife. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> it's really, this, like, straight up, this is John Wick. There needs to be a movie based on this. It's I amazing. would watch this but movie. Basically, to not, the read the article. I'm not going to do it justice. There's a lot of detail. It's a really interesting story. Yeah. Um, never thought I'd say there's a really interesting story about, like, creditors, but there it is. It's an interesting story about Andrew Therian. Yeah. Um, because he follows just threads of evidence of who's calling him, why they're calling. Yeah. Um, basically builds a rapport with people and gets them to flip on who they're working for or where <laughs> they got this debt from. This is like how the feds take on the mob. <laughs> yes. This is like how Liam Neeson gets his daughter back. Yes. It's so, it's all the same thing. And he just he just wants to know why and he wants to figure out how this is happening because he knows he knows he doesn't owe debt. Also, um, He's continuing to get phone calls. Yeah. He's continuing to be like harassed by creditors the whole time. So he eventually, he does all this work. Mm -hmm. And he admits that sometimes that he he probably went overboard. Like he <laughs> he was harassing people the way that he was being harassed. Like he was yeah. calling people, like people 
who like a cousin of someone calling yeah. her at home at night to try to get information like yeah so he admits that he probably went a little overboard at times but but here's the thing they do that to people every yes. day yes and also it's the kind of thing when you have you're being harassed he's being harassed at the same time and he knows that he's in the right and he knows that he doesn't owe anything and he knows that he's not the only one that this is happening to and that probably a lot of them don't have the skills that he has. He has a don't very have the... particular set of skills. He does. Skills he's <laughs> been acquiring for a long time. It's true. Skills um, that make him a seriously, nightmare for It's men just like waiting for a movie to be made. It, it, um, is, it is taken. It's taken, but with loan sharks. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's writing itself, guys. Come on. <coughs> somebody. Hollywood. Seriously. Why is, why is no one option to this script yet? Hollywood. I know how the biz works. <laughs> we know words. Um, <laughs> so he just follows these clues that he unearths. And it leads back to this guy. Um, oh, God. What's the one guy's name? Big Boss, maybe. Something like that. Or. Oh, the article does also reference Taken. It refers to him as, like, Liam Neeson from Taken. Um, Neeson's. I'm trying to find... Oh, man, that sound of that vape, it's so good. (laughs) It's so rich. Mm. So, basically, it all leads back to this guy named Joel Tucker, who once owned a payday loan company. Okay. And made bank on it and kind of helped other people open similar payday loan companies in a real shady way in order to um, offer these payday loans in places that have laws against it. Right. They did something like they made it so it's partially owned by like Native Americans. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. They're able to get around certain laws because of that. Yeah. And he made bank and other people made bank off of this. But then they were doing like illegal shit and feds cut on and started breathing down their neck. And so in these moments of, you know, about to lose all your money, Mm -hmm. this guy, Joel Tucker, decided to do something very illegal and very even more illegal and even worse to make some money. This was Therian's theory once he started to sniff around this Joel Tucker guy mm-hmm. is that he's the heart of all this he's where all this fake debt was coming from and that okay. what Joel Tucker did is when things were getting bad for him and people around him because of his shady business practices yeah he took a list of all the people or some of the people who got payday loans from him and he created a list of debt. He basically took the people who had done these payday loans, even if they paid them back. Yeah. And made a document. Made artificial debt. Made artificial debt. And um, started collecting on it. Or paying wow. other people, getting other people to collect on it. So he was trying to make money off of it that way. Now, for a long time, Tucker denies that he'd done that. Right. Mm-hmm. But it seems Therian pretty kind of, possible. Kind of befriends him. 
so to speak. They weren't really friends, but he was having semi-regular conversations with the guy. Right. And he wasn't letting on to how despised, like how much he despised him because he wanted information from him. Yeah. But he basically ends up turning over information to the feds. And at at some point in this story, Therion gets frustrated because the feds aren't doing enough. And he, he digs deeper, and that's when he finds more information on Tucker and, and has more to turn over. Yeah. He does an amazing job. Um, he uncovers a lot of evidence. It It's incredible. It sounds he ultimately still, like maybe he uncovered stuff that was able to be used in a case against these people. Yes. It sounds like this is where this yes. is going. At the end of it, the, I think um, the guy ends up getting <sighs> sued, but it's a civil suit. It's not... Um, a criminal suit. So right. Therian's but that means they're entitled to damages, right? I mean, yeah, a civil suit is... But you can get damages. Therian's annoyed by that. Also, he just... He still feels like he hasn't done enough. Okay. And all the while, he's still being harassed. Like, all of the stuff he's doing hasn't stopped the phone calls, hasn't stopped other people from getting harassed for fake debt. Okay. So what this one guy did to make some money is ruining people's lives yeah because he was greedy and that's how they that's payday lending even when it operates legally yeah that is an abusive good. industry mm-hmm. with an absurd profit margin mm-hmm. yeah it, that's how the guy made bank in the first pay, place because it's yeah. ridiculous but um Therian's amazing yeah. <laughs> what an incredible just normal guy yeah who just happens to be good at talking to people happens to be good on the phone and can turn it around on these people who harassed him. Yeah. So he harassed the harassers until he got some real information to go on, which has resulted in lawsuits. God, what an incredible badass. Yep. You have to admire that. Um, the ending line. So Tucker at some point was talking to Therian, was kind of pleading for mercy. He said, I fucking had enough harm done. I've lost a brother. I got a brother going to prison. Put it this way, Andrew. I'm tired, buddy. I'm fucking tired. And Therian says, I'm tired too because I'm still getting harassed by these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, no, I don't fucking care if you're tired. I'm still, yeah. like, I'm still a victim here. Oh, God, what was the one thing he said at one point? God, I think it's, I told it's seriously it like to old you. warriors. It's like old yeah. warriors on the battlefield. It's ridiculous. It's only it's like cartoonish. Okay. So here's the <clears> line <throat> I wanted to read. Um so he's confronting Tucker at one point pretty early on. And Tucker says, You think this is my fault? And Therian says, You got desperate because you spent two dollars for every dollar you had. And Tucker says, what are you talking about? Are you trying to micromanage my life? You don't know jack shit about me. Therian says, I know what happened. You fucking stole money from people. I'm giving you the opportunity to come clean. <laughs> and Tucker says, I don't know who you are, Andrew. Who are you? This is the best part. Yeah, this is Therian the Therian says, a person that you fucked with too many times. Now, <laughs> this could just be a really good story that someone tells about themselves, except for the fact that this is recorded. Yeah, that this conversation exists on recording. This conversation exists, and the journalist who wrote the article heard it. 
So that is a real line. That's a real thing that uh, Therian said to Tucker. <clears throat> a person that you fucked with too many times. Well, it doesn't seem like we left the listeners here too much to <laughs> actually read for themselves. There's a lot of detail. There are other people involved that he talked to to get um, to get to Tucker. There's more detail about the suit that's actually going on and his interactions with the feds and stuff like that. Yeah. But the gist of it is he's a badass he harassed the harassers to get information out of them and did, went full-on detective on this shit oh, and yeah. found out who the root cause was and legal action is being taken. It's literally like the movies, like like a like a, like a a karate movie or something like that where the dude works his way up through organized crime and then fights the kingpin. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Every bit as dramatic and crazy as that. Yeah, it's amazing. So... Good on you, Andrew Therian. I hope they stop calling you, and I hope things work out for you, and I, I hope you get everything that's due to you. But also, like, how awesome are you for using the skills that you have in a uh, particular set of skills? Very particular set of skills. <laughs> Not just because you were being harassed, but because you knew that other people were too. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that because friends of ours posted it. We've talked about Jen before. I think she and and Mel, I think they posted it. And uh, at first I didn't think it was a real thing. So I was like, eh, maybe it's just a fictional story. And then I ended up reading it and went, no shit. Like, this is cool. And I I had to share that. Such a good article. Please read it. Real life badass. Yeah, please read it. Even though I talked all about it, there's more detail in it. There's more to read. And also, you can't read those lines too many times. Yeah. Someone you fucked with too many times. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, we should take a break. We should take a break now. All and right. we will come back with our main segment in just a minute. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. with our main topic for this episode. The main event. Which, in this case, is Charles Bonet Syndrome. Is it Bonet? I thought it was Bonner. It is Bonet. B-O-N-N-E-T. Oh, that's right. I thought it was Bonnet. Yes, I also did until I started looking into it. Do you you know anything about this so far? I know vaguely what it is. I know just exactly what it is and no details around it. Okay. Uh, well, why don't I, okay, then why don't I just jump right into it? Let's do that. Um, this, so, Charles Bonnet syndrome, um, originates with someone named Charles Bonnet. Mm -hmm. Not, not surprisingly. I knew that. Um, he's a Swiss naturalist who lived from uh, 1720 to 1793. Naturally. Naturally. Uh, he was the first person to describe the symptoms that would later be known as uh, Charles Bonnet uh, syndrome. Um, I would, I'll say this at the very start. When I initially started searching for this and looking for information, one of the things that surprised me 
is exactly how many pages at the top of the search listings were from the uh, the British National Health Service, NHS, uh, domain. Hmm. A lot of information coming out of there. Um, I also learned that .uk is a thing, not .co.uk, but .uk, hmm. which surprised me. I guess it's probably like their .gov, maybe. Oh, yeah. Is .uk. Okay. I didn't realize that. Um, We're learning all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Charles Bonnet in 1760 observes symptoms in his grandfather that he had not that no one had seen before, okay. or no one had documented before. Um, it's 200 and, over 250 years ago now. Uh, what he exper- what his grandfather experienced was after losing his sight. Mm-hmm. He began to uh, suffer from odd visual hallucinations. Okay. Uh, to hear his description, uh, his grandfather had hallucinated men, women, birds, carriages, buildings, scaffolding, and tapestries. Like, like he thought he was actually seeing them? So yeah, he really thinks he's seeing them. Okay, so he he knows he's blind, but he feels like he's actually seeing things. Right. It's he's had he's lost his sight, mm-hmm. and yet he's experiencing all of these strange sensations, you know, like weird things around him that he's he's reporting. So it's kind of like um, phantom limb syndrome. Like you know, you don't have a leg because yeah, you had it amputated, but you still are feeling pain from it or sensations from it as though it's there. That's a really good observation really early on. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm surprised you got to that so quickly, but yeah, it's a lot like that. Oh, you know me. I know all about family <clears throat> legs. The thing is, here's for me where I go, okay, this is over 250 years ago. Uh, it's not a small amount of time at all. It's surprising to me when you look into it, how many doctors don't even know that this exists. People don't know this is a thing. And for reasons that we'll get to eventually. Okay. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about what this experience is like for people like modern day. Because right. a lot of people a lot of people experience it. Um and it was described in a TED talk, which I highly recommend. Oh, okay. Maybe something we can watch later. Can you give us some details on that TED talk so we can find it? The uh TED talk is given by a neurologist named Oliver Sachs who speaks to an audience February of 2009 in Long Beach, California. Okay. Okay. Um, He describes patients of his who have relayed experiences to him that I think are just crazy, wild, wild stories. Any examples? Yeah. Um, (laughs) Why, yes, it just so (laughs) happens I do. Um, So so, uh, it's worth noting that a lot of these people suffer from macular degeneration. Okay, so macular degeneration is it's it's the it's like a breakdown in the retina. Okay, so it, it eventually causes blindness, but it can be a somewhat yeah. slow process of like you kind of know it's coming. Yeah, and not even necessarily total blindness. Mm-hmm. It can just be a complete like like a breakdown that occurs over a long time that doesn't that ends in you know almost blindness. Okay, I I think I've known a couple people with this actually. Yeah. Um, some of, some of this guy's patients, here's, here's one, a woman named Rosalie, a blind woman in her nineties. She reported to him that she saw people dressed in bright Middle Eastern dress going up and down her stairs all day. Hmm. 
Okay. Very weird and specific. Yeah. And um, I'm assuming she wasn't from the Middle East? No. Well, this is he's a British neurologist, and I assume that this is in England with where okay. the, the people that he sees. So even weirder that it's like very specific and yeah. not her norm. Uh, she also reported seeing little people like elves or fairies climbing up the sides of her wheelchair. That'd be pretty sweet. Sounds kind of sweet. Also sounds kind of terrifying. A little scary. Um, another I mean, one. if you like gnomes, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as you do. If you're our friend Jordan, that would not be okay. Oh, she does not care does for gnomes. She does not care for gnomes. She's quite frightened of gnomes. Yes, I felt really bad when she came over and her, yeah. her uh, boyfriend Justin pointed out that he was surprised she was handling being in your house so well because I have a billion gnomes everywhere. I should have pointed out it is not a no gnome zone. It is not. It is not gnome free. It's the not no gnome zone. Is I it's, what I always call this house. It's not a. Uh, it's a not a new no no. It's not a no gnome zone. It is a no gnome. No, it's not a no gnome. It's zone. not the no gnome zone. <laughs> There's some new gnomes, and some not some new gnomes. <laughs> in this, is this getting zone. very hard to keep up. With. I always say, "Come on down to the not no gnome zone." That's what I'm always telling it's like people. like you always say. I'm always saying that. Always saying that. Um, another one of this guy's patients reported uh, that uh, several weeks after brain surgery, she started seeing Kermit the Frog around her. Hmm. Like, all over the place. Like, she would just see Kermit, and sometimes he was happy, and sometimes he was sad, and sometimes he was a little angry. Um, and then he was initially in just the left half of her view, and then eventually occupied less and less space of okay. her field of view. So, like, in her peripheral vision, she would just see a little bit of Kermie. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, another woman, whose name was May Orr, reported having woken up one night to find every surface of her home was covered in fur. Oh. How creepy is that? That's weird. The walls and the, like, tables and stuff, everything. But she would get close, and she, see, she couldn't see the fur anymore. And she realized that the fur wasn't there. But she'd back up, she'd see it again. Hmm. So a couple of things come to mind right now. Okay. One is, um, I just wonder what it, what is it like to be blind generally? Like, do they always constantly see images in their minds? Or, I mean, are we talking more about people who aren't completely blind, so they do have some things that they could see? It seems like that's a case for some of them. I think, generally speaking, blind people are not always seeing things all the time. Right? Like, um, that's what... And they we'll get into a little bit some of the things that they can do with an fMRI. Okay. Which... And then the other thing I was thinking is, like, I've hallucinated before. Usually, like, I have sleep paralysis sometimes. Yeah. And... I, I remember, like, even recently, we were laying down in bed, and I started telling you about... I was kind of half asleep, but I was still awake. And I started telling you about the things I was seeing in my head. Like, I was, like, hallucinating, basically. Hmm. I was kind of starting to dream, but I wasn't asleep yet. It, like, my brain was just kind of getting into that mode. Yeah. And I was kind of looking up at the ceiling. Or no, my eyes were closed, but there was, like, a... It was like there was a pattern there and I could, it was something weird that it was and it was like starting to move and stuff and I started telling you about it. I remember doing this and I forget exactly what it was, but I was like, this is really weird because I'm not <laughs> asleep, 
Yeah. But this is very strange for me to be saying this. That's weird. So I just wonder if it's like similar to like sleep paralysis to that like almost partially awake thing. Is it similar to other hallucinations or mm. does it work a completely different way? And maybe you found info on that. Well, we'll get we'll get it we'll get there. We'll get to talking about it. Um there's there's some <laughs> there's some theories on what's happening. Um there's another woman uh whose name is Brenda Brown. She lives in Canada. Her story was nuts. She went on vacation with a friend, right? Mm-hmm. To somewhere, I forget where. It's in like the 70s. It's like nice Wisconsin. weather. Wisconsin. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's nice weather. It's like in the 70s. And she gets up and looks out her window and sees that there's snow everywhere. And she goes, okay. wow, that's that's amazing. Right? So she goes and like gets her friend and tells her friend about all the snow. And her friend begrudgingly gets up and looks out the window. And says, there's no snow out there. You're crazy. Go back to bed. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see it. Now, the thing is, for the rest of this vacation, the friend is kind of looking at her sideways a bunch for obvious reasons. Because yeah. wouldn't you be like, okay, there's something someone, wrong with my friend. If someone woke you up and went, <clears throat> look at all the snow. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so crazy. It's so nice here. It was so nice. But come look at all the snow. And yeah. you wake up and there's no snow. I'd be like. Yeah. All right. I, that's cool. Let's, yeah. Let's yeah. let's keep an eye on that. Yeah, I'd be looking for like drugs or mental illness like immediately. Yeah. Um, but the basically, you know, the 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 woman sees more things. She for you know th- throughout her life, she sees things like uh tiny men with umbrellas dancing at the end of her bed while she's trying to sleep. These things are like so specific. So yeah, like detailed, really bizarre. At one point, she sees a couple in her hallway while she's falling asleep just watching her. Oh, okay. That is... That scares the piss out of me. That's the kind of stuff I see when I have sleep paralysis. Because it's always someone in a dark corner of the room watching me or lurking. Now, she's not frightened by this, which surprises me. Oh. Right? Um, Yeah, um, I don't like that. So where I'm going with this is people see all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it um, seems varied and some more detailed than others, but that's very interesting. The hallucinations are highly detailed, first of all. I will tell you this. They're not blurry. They're not vague. They're super clear. Okay. Uh, they can be of geometric shapes and people and cartoons and Kermit the fucking frog. Yeah, and obviously some of these would be easier to dismiss as being hallucination than others. Like, right. It's easier to go, okay, I know I'm not really seeing little men dancing with umbrellas on my bed. Here's the then, other thing. Then, like, oh, there's snow everywhere. Here's the thing. All of the hallucinations people are very aware are not there. And that's an important detail. Unlike many other hallucinations, they're very aware they're not there. Even like the snow one? Well, that's the thing. The snow story doesn't line up because everyone else says it's very easy to dis- distinguish. The, I mean, it looks like they're there, but they know somehow in them it's not really there. Well, and even probably the f- partially because they can't see. It probably looks more clear to them than other things look, even the people who do have some vision. And the thing is, the, with the woman with the snow, she knew there couldn't be snow. Yeah. Because she knew it was hot outside. Like, she must have known... But still, yeah. like, this is new for her. This is, like, the first time that this happened to her. Mm-hmm. So I can see that being like, hey, can you just come look at this? <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Like, um, hey, it's snowy out. Isn't that like impossible? Come okay, look with me. So it's so it's different enough that it's pretty easy to pick out that this is not yeah. something real. It's it's unique in that way among a lot of different kinds of hallucinations. Um so again, I return to this point again. If this is so I mean these stories are crazy. Like you would never forget a story like this once yeah. being told. So how do so few people know it exists? Right? Mm-hmm. There's a probable answer to this, which is that and I think it's the same reason that the British NHS has all these pages about it mm-hmm. in an attempt to explain to people what this is, is that many, many people who experience these hallucinations don't report them. I was going to say they don't want to talk about it because they feel like they're crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, and, and you know, that, that makes perfect sense. People are afraid they're losing their minds if they see something that they're aware is not there and actually something that's impossible, Right. Well, it's just like what we said. If someone came to us when it's like really nice outside and no, you know there can't be snow and goes, look at all the snow. What is our first response to be like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. You like look, you look at them differently after that. Yeah. So I, I, I totally get that. But it's the same issue we have with mental illness mm-hmm. is, you know, not reporting when things are going on, not getting help because of the stigma attached to it. Right. And and the, and the other thing is that these people don't realize that their hallucinations are unique in a way too, because yeah. unlike you know hallucinations that people experience due to schizophrenia, for example, mm-hmm. people do not interact with their hallucinations. It's very distinct with with Charles Bonnet syndrome. It's they, like they're the hallucinations are doing something, but they're not. They don't have anything to do with the person seeing them. Right, and the people experiencing them can feel can can see that distinction it's like they're aware on some level that it's just something that they're seeing so the hallucinations won't threaten people typically they won't talk to them or you know that's probably a reason that she wasn't afraid the one woman wasn't afraid when she sees them right in her bedroom partially because she knows they're not really there and it's not real and partially because it doesn't feel like a threat because yeah. they're not really interacting. Yeah, it's it's exactly it's exactly that. There's a level of separation where especially for people who have been explained, you know, what they're experiencing, it's even more clear that these are just these are just things that they're seeing mm-hmm. but that don't feel necessarily real. Um <clears throat> so uh let's see. I wrote that uh you know, when you when you couple the the fact that the you know it sounds crazy with the fact that so many people um who are losing vision are older yeah the the, the first thing people would think is dementia or right and so you can really see why so many people wouldn't say anything about it yeah well that's really sad it is really sad because also this is really interesting and i imagine the studies that could be done to understand the brain and you know what what's actually going on since this is such a distinct kind of hallucination yeah no, yeah, well, they do. They do study this, obviously, um, and I'll get into that a little bit. I want to note here real quickly, it's estimated as many from anywhere from 1% to 10%. This is a really wide range, mm-hmm. but it's hard to get numbers on something like this. They're still working on that. As many as 10% of people who have experienced partial or full blindness can develop these hallucinations. Hmm. As many as 10%. 
Is there any reasoning or any deduction as far as why it happens? There or is. Why it happens to some and not others or why it comes on suddenly? The the guess the guesses there's a lot of guesses. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of good explanations as for why it starts. They have a lot of ideas about what's happening when it's happening. Mm-hmm. But as far as why it starts, about the best answer anyone's able to really offer is, well, yeah, it's kind of like a phantom limb. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, one the, of the, these things where if you lose a sense, you get these, you know, strange side effects from losing the sense. And I'm wondering what the neurological equivalent to looking in a mirror would be for this. Because if you have, like, phantom limb syndrome, what they say to do yeah. is look in a mirror so your your limb, your phantom limb would be visible and, yeah. like, do things that you would be able to sense if it was still there. Yeah. And then it makes it basically makes your, your mind look at itself and go, okay, it's not there. You yeah. can't feel anything there because it's not there. Right. And it at least can give temporary relief in some cases. I just don't know if there's an equivalent for something like this, really. The truth is there really isn't. There really isn't. And we'll get into, you know, sort of treatments or things that people can do, but it's pretty minimal. Yeah. Realistically. You just kind of got to deal with it. I mean, I just keep coming back to that thought that they can distinguish them. Like, they know that it's not real. That's at least reassuring because they know when it's happening. It's like, okay, this is a thing that happens. Yeah. I think that's a big factor also just in my research. If that is true, and obviously I, you know, I don't have any first-hand accounts that I can speak to. I've seen some people talk about it online. And in their case, there are some experiences that are more frightening than others that some people yeah. have had. But for the most part, people, you know, detail it as though it's just something that they that they are aware they just have to get on with you in their lives. You just get used to. Um, um, also, to our listeners, if mm-hmm. you have experienced this or know someone who has experienced it and you want to share that with us, Please do, because we'd be interested to hear from, um, oh, yeah. you know, firsthand from what this is like or, you know, does it feel really real or do you know that it's a hallucination? How do you deal with it? Yeah. I'm fascinated by this. I am, too. Um, so let's talk about, you know, causes and what's going on here. I, like I said, the real the truth is we really don't know what's causing it. We really don't know. Um we, what we do know is that despite limited or no vision in many of these people, what occurs, what does occur is stimulation in the visual regions of the brain. Mm-hmm. This is something we can prove now. Um, and I think to understand this, I have to talk a little bit about how vision works. And it's something that, that totally blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, did my microphone just fall on me? Yeah, it did. <laughs> Oh, that was, it needs tightened a little yeah, bit. I don't know. This thing's uh, this thing's a little bit loose anyway. Um, so um, one of the things that's important to understand is that so what your eyes see is primarily outlines and patterns is what your eyes actually pick up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they say that uh, all of that gets processed by the primary visual cortex which actually takes in, like, a surprisingly little amount of information. This this really surprised me. Okay, so your, it, your brain kind of fills in a lot of blanks. A lot of them, which still doesn't make sense to me. 
I could have this explained to me over and over again, and it still just doesn't make sense to me. It's like at odds with how you experience the world. Well, the the thing that kind of pops in my mind is, I I mean I know in general our brain does a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It it does so much to like make shortcuts. Yeah, and things like that. So. If you see something, your brain kind of just makes a lot of assumptions and fills in the blanks. Yeah. And that's why it, uh, there's there's that thing that goes around every six months on Facebook that's like a bunch of, it's a paragraph, but every word has letters misplaced in it. Yeah. But right. you could still read it fairly easily. Yeah. Because your brain just makes it easier for you. Yeah. It just, it fills in the blanks. It assumes that the word is the word yeah and makes it easier to you know get through life when it just puts things together for you so like in that case i think it's the you can swap the first and last letters of a word as long as the first letter and the last letter are the same you can swap any of the other letters in between and you'll be able to read the word because your brain basically takes it all in as one chunk First and last letter being really important in how you read a word. Yeah, we don't we don't really read the word one letter at a time. We read it as a group. Yeah. So your brain still recognizes it as a group and yeah. just makes the assumption that, oh that that's what you meant. But that's why like you you misread things when it's like similarly spelled to something else and but that's kind of what this feels like. What you're talking about is like. Your brain is given very little information and it does a lot of work behind the scenes and yeah. to make your life easier. I think that's really what it is, is that, uh, like, you know, your your primary visual cortex isn't doing all the heavy lifting of, of creating the reality around you. Mm-hmm. A lot of that is happening in, you know, higher levels of the brain. And that activity, by the way, is something that we can measure with an fMRI. So what is an fMRI? So a functional magnetic resonance imagery or something like that. I'm not 100% sure if I got the F right. But basically, they're able to... Feathers. With magnetics, you know, and and watch the electrical activity of your brain. Flu-flarp. (laughs) Flu-flarp. That's what the F stands for. That's it. Um, And so they can use this to look at the brain and see where electrical activity is happening inside of it. Okay. And then based on where it's happening, make certain assumptions. Um, so in particular, there's regions of the brain. Like I said, there's there's regions responsible for vision and, and different kinds of vision, which really actually in, interested me. There's a region of the brain called the fusiform gyrus <laughs> that recognizes faces. I've heard of that. Oh, <clears throat> we've talked about face blindness before. Yes. So... If you have damage to the fusiform gyrus, you will probably not be able to recognize phases. Hmm. Um, uh, there's a part of that that's at the back that is responsible just for teeth and eyes. Like, like for recognizing eyes teeth and eyes? And rec- recognizing teeth and eyes. Like, like, like putting them together as part of a face. I'm just imagining that like... I don't know if that was messed up so you saw teeth and eyes real weird or something. Yeah. How creepy that would be. We'll get there. Um, so there's a, there's a part of the, the brain that lights up when we look at or draw cartoons. Like two-dimensional illustrations. It's its own mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. 
which is it seems weird that that should be its own region of the brain. The guy well, giving the TED talk, uh, Oliver Sacks, mentions this. I remember when I was, I don't know if this is necessarily directly related to that, but I remember in art class in like middle school, we were trying to draw something realistic, like draw our hand holding something. Yeah. And the way that our teacher described it was you just have to keep looking at what you're trying to draw and draw it as you see it because you need to shut off the part of your brain that wants to take the shortcuts and wants to do it for you. Yeah. Because if you don't, it's going to look like a cartoon. Yeah. It's not going to look realistic. And you just have to basically frustrate your brain into not using that part of itself and let you just draw what you're seeing. It actually is really interesting. That's a that's a that's a thing you actually have to try to do. Oh yeah. It's really good advice if you're trying to draw something realistically. Yeah. Um, but it is very difficult to do and it takes practice. Yeah. I'm still like I'm not a great artist, but I prefer drawing cartoons. But yeah. I'm okay at drawing realistic stuff if I want to, depending on what it is. I could draw hands okay. Yeah. <laughs> because hands that's what I started with. Hands are really but, hard. But every time I go to draw something realistic, I remember what he said. And it's the only way I can do it. I can't think of like a person's face and draw it realistically. Yeah. I have to be looking at an image because it, it just comes out cartoon otherwise. I really think that's how it works in general. I really think, you know, most people's, you know, memory is fed based on, you know, mm -hmm. these you know, images that you've seen and stored in this particular way that your brain likes to shortcut it. Yeah. So, and the details, your memories aren't very detailed. No. Like, say you might remember a story in detail, but you wouldn't remember a face in, like, fine detail that you need to make a person look like themselves. Right. If you're trying to draw them realistically. Right, exactly. It would it would take up too much memory, basically. It would be like on a computer. If you needed to save that image with very high resolution, it's going to mm -hmm. take up a lot more space yeah. than if you save, like, a coarsely drawn sketch of someone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm saying all, all <laughs> kinds of smart stuff I know nothing about. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, you're well. You're right. You're right about that. Uh, I think. I, I think it's just part of it the feels way right. That, <laughs> it's just part of the way that our memories work. And like, the brain is fascinating. We like to think it's a better tool than it is in a lot of oh, ways. Oh yeah, and it's, we totally and under is super flawed. Yeah, and we totally underestimate it in other ways too. Mm -hmm. It's just we have a very inaccurate relationship with our own brains. It's there's so much we don't know still. About how our brains work. And the stuff that we do know is really fascinating. Yeah. Um, so, getting back to this. There's a part of the brain, like I said, for cartoons. There's a part of the brain for buildings and landscapes. And this surprised me. There's specific cells unique to those things, too. So, there are brain cells specific for faces and specific for buildings and specific okay. for all of that. That's um, interesting. The uh, uh, Oliver Sacks makes the interesting point that not only does that mean there might be a cell in your brain dedicated to cars and recognizing cars, there might be an Aston Martin cell too because they can be specific subsets. Very detailed. Extremely detailed specificity of brain cells. I have an El Camino cell. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, that's not that far from possible. You I know? saw one the other day. Actually, it might have been a Chevy, uh, might have been a Ford Ranchero. Yeah. But it was a crook. 
Um, so let me get back to this here. He explains that normally in a person with sight, those areas of the brain that are dedicated to processing all these things are more beholden to the primary visual cortex, right? They have a relationship with the visual cortex, which is, you know, you, it, it's it's getting fed what your eyes are actually seeing, and those are the constraints within within which those other regions operate, and it's a pattern matcher, right? Okay. So, it's trying to take what your primary visual cortex is feeding in, and match it against something in these recognizers. Mm-hmm. With you know, those areas you can think of as kind of chaotic and imaginative, and and sort yeah. of just paint buckets that are trying to so, fill in the lines that your so eyes are actually the, giving. It. The things that you're seeing are realistic because <laughs> it's referring back to this part of the brain that is rooted in reality and what real things look like. Yeah, these basic patterns that yeah. goes, okay, does that fit this? No, okay, well then, I'll right. throw that out. Yeah. Basically, it's it's checking these things against those parts of the brain. The, what you're actually seeing is getting checked against that. Um, I know how ridiculous and trippy this sounds, but well, this is basically would, what's happening. It would be like if you were driving your car and you see something just really random and out of the blue. Yeah. It might take you a second to realize, oh, no, I'm actually seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's just bizarre. Yeah, let alone, like, new things, which always sort of force you to stop and take in a lot of detail and, you know, look over and analyze them Mm -hmm. because they don't match the bank, right? Yeah. Um, So when sight is interrupted, uh, the interesting thing here, these higher visual areas, um, they the things that they are creating are no longer bound in the same way through the primary visual cortex. And so what happens is sometimes they just seem to be making their way into your perception. These they're not being checked. Yes, it's like it's an imaginative process that is making it instead of, you know, having to be accessed normally through vision or through other channels around the way like memory or daydreaming, mm-hmm. they're making their way into your actual perception because they're not checked. By the primary visual cortex. Yeah. Is basically, basically where this is it, going. Basically, it went on hiatus because there's no need for it because it's not getting yeah. visual stimulus. So it goes, all right, I'm taking the week off. <laughs> and then everything that you basically think just becomes a vision. Yeah. Which is, and, and not everything all the time, but it's like yeah. you, you can think of it as like this bubbling cauldron. And every now and then a bubble just pops out. And that's just something... That makes its way. Also, it's so fascinating, especially when you put it that way, that this is just stuff that's going on in a part of your brain in the background. That you normally don't access. in this case, it just, like, it just comes to the foreground. It just becomes this hallucination. But the stuff that's going on in our heads at all time that you have no idea that's going on in your head, like the subconscious Things that are a brewing, yeah, in this so in this cauldron, so to speak, yeah, it's amazing. That's well, why like dreams are fascinating, yeah, because it's just the stuff that is going on when you're not conscious of it, right, is bizarre. Well, it makes me think about drug hallucinations, mm. right? Like people regularly don't know why they trip what they trip, 
Yeah. It's just this this thing just came into my head. This beautiful pattern or I was out here or there was a guy, <laughs> you know, just like yeah. weird things. That's very similar, it sounds like, to the kind of things that people experience here. They're like very odd. No very explanation. Specific. Yeah, no great explanation. Just like the, there. The woman with Kermit. Kermit just kept showing up. Yeah. <laughs> she has no connection to Kermit. She actually, they, they quote her in an article I read but from NPR being like, I just, I, like, why Kermit? Yeah. Why Kermit? <laughs> yeah, it's not like she was a fan of Kermit the Frog. It's yeah. just like he was something she'd seen before and keeps showing up. That's it. Part of her brain is just stuck on it. Yeah. And it keeps making its way to the foreground. Yeah. Like inexplicably. Like no particular connection to Kermit just keeps happening. Um, so yeah, like I like I said, I it's still pretty unclear exactly why this is happening, but they can track it with the FMRI. So when someone uh experiences and this is where I'll I like for example, if someone has a hallucination of a man with odd teeth, which does happen. There was one woman who talked about seeing a man with, like, half of his face had weird teeth. Mm. And they were able to, while this was happening, track not only patterns in the, the part of the visual recognizer that is responsible for faces, but also abnormalities in the part responsible for teeth and eyes. That's really cool, because basically they're showing that she's really seeing this, so to speak. Yes. like Her, her brain is recognize it. Re- recognizing it. Yeah, the parts of the brain that should be responsible for what she is seeing at that moment are active. Hmm. Pretty really wild. Cool. Yeah. Um, which, uh, which I just think is very interesting that they can actually see mechanically that the brain is working in that way. Anytime they're able to tell anything that the brain is doing, like it's able to verify that like the brain is doing this because we can see this result on this scan. It's, like, fascinating to me. Yeah. We watched that Vsauce episode yeah. where he takes uh, the hallucinogenic drug. Yeah, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. And they do, like, some some brain scans, but nothing too crazy because they're out, like, yeah. in remote area. And they got to, you know... Use what they can use. Yeah, they've just got a small thing they can clip to his head and look for yeah. certain signal waves. But they're still able to distinguish, like, the difference in his brain patterns before and after taking ayahuasca. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It is amazing. That brain was lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so cool what we can do. And I, I you know, everyone always says it. I really think neuroscience that's the frontier. That's the 21st century. Yeah. That's where we're going to make our biggest developments. It's we've, not It's not going out into space. It's we've right in We've explored space. We've explored the oceans. Get inside them brains. We don't know enough about the brain. We just don't. We really don't. So uh, I'm just going to wrap this one up here on a little bit about the prospects for someone who might be diagnosed, you know, mm-hmm. or what that might mean for somebody. Um <clears throat> Like I alluded to earlier, there is not a cure for Charles Bonnet syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some medications that they can give people that will maybe reduce the frequency and the severity of the hallucinations, but they're they're pretty overkill. They're designed for other conditions that it can end up being worse. Maybe like 
possibly like schizophrenia or something or yeah, I, I can't remember uh specifically what they were um but yeah they're designed for they're designed for other conditions and the side effects make, make it sometimes not worth it yeah um one thing that the experts stress and again this comes back to aware the awareness issue just letting people know that this exists and that it is somewhat common can make a really big difference to people who are afflicted yeah like you're not crazy there's nothing to be ashamed of. It's just a thing your brain is doing, and, you know, that's okay. Other people will deal with it. Yeah. Like, just knowing that it's a thing that doesn't mean you're crazy is yeah. really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it can make it easier to live with hallucinations when you know the kind of hallucinations you're having, where they're coming from, the fact that you're not going to start arguing with them. They're not yeah. going to start threatening you. Just it's just part a, of your just vision. Just having a name. For something you experience, <coughs> having yeah. a label for something you experience sometimes yeah. makes it a lot better and easier to process because it's easier to address something that is a known entity than something that is just as vague occurrence. Yeah. It, it Like going back to dealing with sleep paralysis. The first time that happened to me, it was terrifying and it's still terrifying, but I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And... And I was freaked out by it. Yeah. And now when it happens, it's still unpleasant. But I can, once I finally wake up, go, okay, like, that's a thing that happens sometimes. I know what it is and calm myself down and go back to sleep. Yeah. Because I know what it is. I know it's a thing. I know other people deal with it. I've talked to other people about it. Yeah. It's not as scary and it's not as real because I know what's happening. Yeah. No, yeah, I think I think that's really that's really it. It's just having some something to wrap around that experience helps you contain it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm, that's more or less the end of my research here. Uh, I do think that since awareness is so important, I mean, you know, if if you have someone in your life, you know, listener, uh, somebody who has experience sight loss or macular de- degeneration in particular or some of these things if if you have someone close to you close to you i mean you don't want to just start running up to the nearest <laughs> blind person and hey do you see things are you why am i am i here right now <laughs> um you <clears throat> if you have someone close to you it might be a good thing to you know talk about sometime you know the, the, there are people that experience these kind of things these kind of hallucinations and if you do that you're not crazy it's it's, yeah. it's very common or, you know or somewhat common. might not even need to put like a a sharp point on it but just mention it in conversation oh hey i heard about this thing that happens sometimes yeah to people who you know are blind or I wanted to say heart of sight. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of a better heart of sight. Word. Sight impaired. <laughs> My that, brain is struggling. That is a thing we should say. If you can say hard of hearing, you should be saying heart, heart of, of sight. sight. Um, but just be like, oh, hey, I heard of this thing and I thought it was interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if the person experienced it, maybe they'll choose to share that experience with you. But. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many things that we should be talking about more. A, because they're interesting, and B, because people need to know that they're not alone. So yeah, let's let's talk about it. Yeah, this is a thing that people should be aware of because you know not being aware can be very very scary for somebody. So yeah, I hope that uh, that people talk about it more. I hope more people are aware of it. That it, you know that no one ever feels like they have to live with that completely alone. Yeah, that's that's a bad feeling. So that's it. That's Charles Bonnet syndrome. In well, a nutshell. 
thank you so much for that. Yeah. That's uh, really interesting. I'm now more fascinated by it than I was before. It's so trippy. The idea that you can see things as like like things you don't even no. you can't figure out why. Like normally yeah. with dreams or hallucinations, it's like, oh, these are people in my life. Oh, this is like a place I was. This is like why Kermit? Why <laughs> yeah. Kermit? I don't even really why like the Kermit. Man with the umbrellas on the bed, like it's yeah. not like a thing she's experienced before. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like they're so specific, and it seems like they recur too. Yeah. Uh, which makes it really, really it's almost curious. like an obsessive. Once it comes out, it's like an obsessive process the brain is doing where it's like, gotta give you this again. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's really interesting. I hope they learn more and more about it. I do too. Um, I finally remembered the thing that I wanted to talk about earlier. Oh, really? What was that? Um, I just wanted to briefly mention that we're DNA testing the dog. <laughs> I forget to I forgot to say it. Yeah, and uh, he hates it. By the way, he hated yeah. the cheek swabby. Yeah, it was he not freaked fun out. for him. He freaked out. Yeah, he freaked out. I'm scarring this dog so I can know what he's made of. <laughs> meat. I can tell you that he's made of meat. He's made of some kind of meat. Yeah, meat and poop mostly. Yeah, that's about right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to see what they find. I hope they can find something. I hope we got enough on the swab. I. I don't know. I. You know, we might find out exactly what we've already been told about him. We might find out something new. Might find out he's a serial killer. Oh yeah. No Have DNA test can video? tell you that. Have you seen that video? No. It's a. Uh, it's from either Funny or Die or College Humor. I forget which one. It might be Funny or Die. But it's basically like someone walking his dog and people keep asking him what he is. And then when he says he doesn't know, they're like, oh, you should get your dog DNA tested. I did. And I found out this blah, blah, blah. Okay. So finally he decides to do it. And when he gets the results, he finds out his dog is like a serial killer. And his dog like <laughs> stares him down. And he just like, he just goes with it. And he that's, tells his dog he'll never tell anyone. It's that's really, weird. It's weird. And I love it. And it's the thing rolling through my head when I think about finding out what Bo really is. Yeah. Um, I just want to be able to give someone an answer when they say, oh, what is he? He's so pretty. Uh, it's He's called a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's part porpoise. <laughs> Today I was telling him that he was a seal. I was like, Bo, we're going to find out you're really just a land seal. You're just a seal. I can see it. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it's yeah. those ears. The little wet snoot. That's what it's. That's what it's all about. Yep. A little sneaky wet. I also snoot. like to tell people at the dog park one time. Someone was like, "Do you ever get tired of people asking you that?" Because anytime someone new would walk up to us, they would immediately ask me what he is. Yeah. And I have to go through the whole spiel again. I don't really know, but we think maybe this. That's why I just say what they told me. Yeah, and uh, the. Someone standing there with me was like, do you ever get sick of that? Do you ever just make things up? Like, yeah, he's part hippo, part direwolf. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a good combo. Like, that's what I'm saying from now on. Just yeah. Hippo and direwolf that's, all the way. That actually makes the most sense, actually, to look at them. <laughs> um, but anyway. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do a segment on that when I get the results. Yeah, that would be actually a really cool thing to talk about on this show is, is what we found out, what we learned about him. If you guys would like to field some guesses... Um, maybe I will come well, they don't, up with... They don't have a photo of him. They don't know. Oh, let's post a photo on the website and on the Facebook okay. and on the and on the Twitters. All right. And if people want to guess, 
Whoever gets closest, I'll come up with some kind of prize. Yeah, we'll have to see if we can put it as a comment to this episode or something. I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> thank you again for listening to Goose Chase. Um, next week, we will be back. Christy's topic. Don't know what that is yet. It'll be good. Yep. It'll be another fantastic Goose Chase. So thank you, as always, for listening. Send us your suggestions or any comments you might have. Yeah, and thanks for being in our nasal passages. Oh my god, it's so nasally. (laughs) Uh, We will see you next week with another Goose Chase. Thank you! Bye! Bye Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at goosechasepodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 